bone is connected to the leg bone. No iron deficiency in this kid. I'm beginning to think my MD stands for metal detector. MASH fans, it's time for a new season of MASH 4077 Podcast. I'm one of your co-host, Kenny, and joining me from across the pond, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. We are starting Season 8, Episode 1, Too Many Cooks. It's the 174th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Dennis Koning, originally aired on September 17th, 1979, and the production code is S601. You know, the foot bone is connected to the leg bone. No iron deficiency in this kid. I'm beginning to think my MD stands for metal detector. Wouldn't you just love to see a tennis elbow or a simple case of warts? Case of warts? No, thanks. Six-pack is all I can handle. Will this drollery never cease? Attention, personnel. Charles has just called the cease drollery. <laughs> Lieutenant, if you're through laughing, could you give me the tape I asked for? You didn't ask for any tape, sir. Don't give me any excuses. Just give me the tape. Begging your pardon, sir. You didn't ask him for any tape. Who asked you? And the plot summary on this episode, the 4077th receives a patient who is a bumbler at the front, but regular gourmet in the mess tent. The surgical staff try and convince Potter to keep him, but he flatly refuses. He has enough trouble as it is. His marriage is in danger. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> Radar, thank God it's you. I called all over Tokyo. Klinger, I told you the last time you called me, I don't want to talk to you. Goodbye. Please, I'm climbing the walls trying to do your job and... What's that noise? Hey, there's a big party going on here, you know. Tokyo's a wild place. Living it up pretty good, huh? I would be if you wouldn't keep disturbing my festivizing. Did you reach my wife yet? Uh, I'm working on it, sir. Really trying. I don't want you trying. I want you succeeding. You hear that, Radar? I don't know what's wrong between the Colonel and Mrs. Potter, but he's driving me crazy. Did you reach my wife yet? For three days, no one answers at her house. Where else can she be? Well, she plays Canasta at Willa Norman's on Tuesday and Bridget Edna Hazeltine's on Thursdays, unless Mr. Hazeltine's lumbago is acting up, and then they go to Muriel Barlow's. Let the phone ring. She drinks. Listen, can I go now? This call is disturbing the party. Muriel Barlow's. I feel like a census taker. Is that my wife, Klinger? Uh, the lines got crossed, sir. I'm talking to Guam. Ask them if they've seen Mildred. Okay, Radar, I got it. But can you cut one R out of your R&R and come back now, please? Look, just don't bug me anymore. I got too much wildness going on here to answer any of your dumb questions. Say hi to Colonel Potter and Hawkeye. Bye. Bye. All right, time for some guest stars. We have John Randolph, who played General Bud Haggerty. He and wife Sarah Cunningham were blacklisted from working in Hollywood films and in New York film and television and radio after 1948. In 1955, they were both called before the HUAC to testify concerning ongoing investigations concerning communist infiltration in the American entertainment industry. Those were some dark, dark times. Yeah. 
That is horrible. I've been reading up on those. It's just horrible. Um, he, uh, both he and his wife, refused to answer questions and cited the Fifth Amendment protection against testifying against themselves. Randolph was one of the last blacklisted actors to regain employment in Hollywood films when director John Frankenheimer casted him in a major role in Seconds in 1966. Listeners may want to remember this information for when you listen to our next episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, witch hunt times. Oh, that was... Yeah, that's just horrible. Yeah, the the irony of somebody who was doing that and uh, wore ladies' underwear under his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, Ed Begley Jr. plays Private Paul Conway. Now, Begley's best-known films include Stay Hungry, Blue Collar, An Officer and a Gentleman, and This is Spinal Tap, The Accidental Tourist, The Page Master, Batman Forever, Autofocus, Pineapple Express, and most recently, of course, in the new Ghostbusters film. Uh, he's a recurring cast member in several of the mockumentaries of Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy, including Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, and For Your Consideration from 2006. Yep. And then we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Private Igor Strominsky. Hey, Conway, come here. Conway? Look out below, Conway, the man whose feet are all thumbs. He must have stumbled over this recipe by accident. He says the secret's in the sauce. Gentlemen... Chef Paul Conway, fresh from Cafe Pierre, New York. Oh. Oh. Glad you like it. Boy, it's fun to cook again. Oh, this food is miraculous. What are you doing tossing grenades instead of salad? I told the personnel people I was a cook and they make me a rifleman. See? You should have lied. I'm a plumber. Look where they put me. Man, so far it's worked fine. Hardly any of his patients ever spring a leak. And I do my best honest, but I am such a rotten soldier. Whenever I'm carrying my rifle, the guys will never get near me. But put a spatula in his hand, he's Tuscanini. Yeah, I'm comfortable in the kitchen. Might say he's at home on the range. <laughs> Parmesan. The meat is a mystery, but it's definitely Parmesan. Well, now we know you're good, Conway. You heard it straight from the horse's nose. You see, Major, Conway here was a shanger. Please do not shatter this moment. Charles, are you going to eat that spam or marry it? Sir, if ours were a truly civilized nation, you would be king. (laughs) Seems to me a clever doctor could find a way to hang on to a great cook like this. Klinger, he can only stay until his leg is better. And then we'll break the other one. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Uh, I liked it. Um, uh, First thing I noticed was also starring Gary Burkhoff in the credits, which yeah, makes well, me sad. He's, he's cut from the the opening. Yeah. Uh, you no longer see his, hat, his back of his head. It's uh, yep. It's been cropped. Mm. Yeah, which is sad that the, you know, this is the beginning of the end for Gary Burkhoff. Yeah. So that that's one thing that just popped out because it was the very last credit also, also starring. I like when Hawkeye makes the reference uh, when he says, not even when the shower curtain fell. No more jokes, huh, doctors? He feels bad enough already. Why, Margaret, this is a side of you I've never seen. Not even when the shower curtain fell. Referring to uh, Margaret? That was the yeah. movie credit. That was, that was a, I've, got this, I've got the same note of that, yeah. I love that. I love the fact that they pull that out. I mean, this was a long time ago when that movie came out. And, oh, yeah. You know, and he wasn't even Hawkeye then. <laughs> so I mean I just like that reference because it's you know referring to the movie and if you haven't seen the movie that's a it's a really funny scene when that happens yeah this is where Klinger's uh, uh, always kind of took Radar's place when he was on R and R but this is I really feel like he starts to take Radar's place as a company clerk you know he he doesn't know what he's doing it's it's just crazy 
I liked when Winchester walks in with Kelly for dinner. Oh, I love that. I love that scene. Yeah, that, a proper lady. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's just so good. Now, you know, I adore Kelly, so it oh. was just it was just a really cool, really small moment, but it was really it just made me smile when he walked in with her. I don't like Angry Potter. I don't know why. I just don't like angry characters. It just seems. I think I think it's more more uh, effective though. With Potter when he gets angry because he's he's always kind of like a a nice kind of guy, but when he's in his and that's I think that's really powerful for him because when he loses, yeah, him, it, it means something, you know. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, and you know it's bad if he's upset. There's something really bad going on because uh, he he is so mild manner and you know it put, it takes a lot to push him over the edge. Yeah, um, it's just hard to see. I just I feel you know I love Potter, so anytime he's hurting there, it makes me hurt. Uh, what else do I have here? Oh, I liked uh, Margaret's speech to Potter. was very touching about a woman's perspective of not having a man at home with you. And you just you get so angry, but you don't really mean it. And Sir, you have to talk to me. Why? Because I'm a woman and I can tell you what it's like for a woman to be away from the man she loves. I've had a lot of experience in that area. I know that, Margaret. And I know you're trying to help, but you really ought to be talking to Mildred. She tells me she's all by herself watching her life go by. She thought by now we'd be in some cushy stateside post looking at the sunset in the same hemisphere. She knew she was marrying a soldier. I proposed to her in combat boots. Well, she probably hoped to find them under the bed a little more often. When a woman is lonely for her man and he's not there, the reasons don't matter. You just know you're alone and you get angry. I know I did. I'd write Donald terrible, hateful letters. I'd say the most awful things. And then the next day I'd write him again and tell him how much I loved him. And you know something? Both letters were saying exactly the same thing. That I needed him. Margaret. All I'm saying is that it takes a lot of care and understanding to pull a marriage through the tough times. Even one that's lasted 40 years. I appreciate your help, Margaret. I just hope you're right. I, and, of course, it all wounds up being that, you know, because she apologizes the next letter. And I, I just, I, and you know, when, when Margaret's reading that letter at the end and she's almost in tears and <laughs> it, it was such a good moment. Uh, I think that's why I gave this 8 out of 10. That bumped it up for me. That just made me yeah. really, made me really happy. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed that. Just these little moments that I talked about, it was just made it a good episode for me. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. Nice. Uh, ex- exactly the same thing as what you said at the beginning about with um, the whole shower curtain. I love that nod to the movie. Um, yeah. The thing of the food of uh, Spam Parmesan. Uh, <laughs> and, and Charles eats it with his fingers. Oh, I know. <laughs> it, must, it must be. I love Spam, so I, I mean... Oh, who doesn't? Come on! Uh, you can <laughs> you know you've you can... you've never eaten spam in your life. Yeah, we have. We have spam. Special okay. processed American meat. <laughs> yeah, no, we we've had it in tins over here for for a long time. Uh, Although we, I... we we tend to have it as spam fritters, I think. Okay. All yeah. right. Cool. Yes, it's it's along with your crap chocolate. That's another one of the things that you bought over here. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will let you off with Reese's peanut cups. Um, anyway, oh, uh, thank coming you. back. Uh, um, 
again, Potter's rant about Conway still being there is nice. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, like you said, exactly the same as you said. Uh, you know, I loved the bit when Potter says she knew she was marrying a soldier. I proposed with my boots on. Mm-hmm. Um, is a is a lovely line. I like that. I like Haggerty. Them the, the fact that them two are friends. But the best line in the whole of this. And again, I know what I say to you. Come on, man, you got to put it in. And even when I listen to these after we record them, they go, "Come on, please don't." Put it in. <laughs> is when Potter reads that letter out, uh, and or when Margaret reads it. I can't remember who does it. When Charles turns around and says, "Colonel, if you do not send that angel a dozen roses and immediately, you are a cad." Oh, it's so good. I, Anybody who uses the word cad is brilliant. There's a wonderful <laughs> film called The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes in which Watson shouts, you cad! Um, he's, to me, he bumps the numbers up, you know. Yeah. I, I love it. No, it's a, it's a cracking episode, this one. I really enjoy it. A good meal might make you feel better. Why is everybody poking their nose into my stomach? It's just that Private Conway's preparations are sinfully delicious. Why is he still here? He ought to be recuperating down in Seoul like everybody else. Trouble is, Colonel, we send him down to Seoul, they send him back to combat. Well, what's wrong with that? You've had your fun, you've stuffed your faces, but the game's over. It's not just the food. Combat, the man's a menace. You put him back on the front line, he'll trip over it. Colonel, I ask you, are these the buns of a warrior? Cooking seems to be Conway's true vocation. When you're wearing a green tuxedo, you dance where they tell you. Oh, but, Colonel, in this case, perhaps the Army has made an error. Private Conway really doesn't belong in an infantry company. Damn it! Nobody said this was easy. None of us are where we want to be. See this? It's from my wife. I'm breaking my bunions over here, and she's nagging me via airmail to come home. My whole marriage might be fading into the sunset, but I'm still doing my job. So Conway can just suck it in and do his. Now get that man's tail back on the line pronto. All right. Uh, I have a little new segment here. It's just an IMDb rating. I thought it would be fun to see what the general public of IMDb would rate it compared to our ratings. And they gave this episode a 7.7. Oh, okay. So, you know, not not, out of 10. Yeah, out of 10. So it's on on par. I'm on the 8, you know, so it's it's close to mine. Yeah, um, well, cool. of course, it's, it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell you how many people voted for that because it doesn't say how many, you know, ac- accumulation of how many people. But I thought it was cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a seven seven. That's not bad. But, you know, again, like if you go to the IMDb page, their ratings are pretty close to ours. I mean, they're nothing below like a seven five. Yeah, well, I, I, I presume if you're going to review an, an, an epi or rank an episode you're going on IMDb, like you must be interested in it anyway. Yeah, you know? true. Yeah, that's true. Is that a tuxedo? Of course, it's after six. But don't feel bad. Black tie is optional here. Are you trying to be cute? Oh, no, sir. If I was trying to be cute, I'd wear a backless formal. I'm General Haggerty. Haggerty, Haggerty. You have a reservation? Where's Colonel Potter? Of course, the Potter Party. Table 7, right this way. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind-the-scenes. I think Meds has our first one here. Uh, yeah, the title is from the phrase, Too Many Cooks Spoil the Broth. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then we have, When Conway meets General Haggerty, he salutes the general indoors. This is not proper mil- military protocol. When indoors, a subordinate comes to attention but does not salute. Ah, uh, but I think we can, we can get away with that one because Conway is a bumbler. That's true. That's true. So I think I think it's good. Enough. Yeah. Um, when BJ stands to shake General Haggerty's hand in the mess tent, he appears to be eating, but his plate is totally clean and empty. Maybe he's just licking his moustache. <laughs> he's yeah, the little bits there are saved there for later. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> comb, 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 comb. comb. <laughs> 
it looks like I've got the fun fact uh, for this episode. So, uh, during an interview by Alan Alder on Late Night with Seth Meyers, Alan Alder admitted that his father wanted him to be Dr. Alan Alder, but the screenwriter we all know and love had absolutely no interest in doing so. After much convincing, Alder finally agreed to take one pre-med chemistry course when he was in college. However, he went into the class knowing that he wanted to fail and even tried and got a 10% on the final exam. <laughs> wow. Why even take the class if you're going to just and, uh, I suppose that's all because the fact that uh, Robert Alder's an actor and he probably didn't want his son to go down the same road. But, that's uh, true. But that's weird, though, because Alan Alder had been in... Um, I've seen photos of Alan Alder when he was a baby or a very small child in on stage. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, but his father knew how hard a life it could be. You know, it's not an easy job. No, I I saw an episode earlier on, uh, and Mash Related, this is, uh, on YouTube, uh, and it was, oh, I can't remember the TV program, but basically you've got four panellists and they've got blindfolds on, and a guest comes out and you ask them a question, like, uh, are you on stage? And they say, Mm -hmm. yes. And and it was Alan Alder was one with a blindfold on, and the guest was Robert Alder. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It was his father? Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the program was. Um, yeah, but yeah, long long running uh, American program. That's cool. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Well, the pleasure is mine, son. This food is fantastic. Thank you, sir. Yeah, we like it too. We're really going to miss him. We're supposed to be missing him already. Why? Where's he going? Right back up on the front line. What do you mean front lines? He doesn't work here. He's not your regular cook. He's nobody's cook, General. The man's a foot soldier, a rifleman. Well, that's ridiculous, a man who cooks like this, a rifleman. Yeah, we were surprised, too. But you know the Army, they got a reason for everything. Somebody has to do something about it. We were thinking the same thing, but what can be done? Well, I tell you what, we'll reassign this man, change his MOS. Change his MOS? What a wonderful idea. Can you really do that? You bet your buns I can. Conway, you are now officially a U.S. Army cook. <laughs> Turn in that gun and draw some butter. All right, and I am bringing back trivia time. Yay! Oh, okay. Uh, we've had several listeners uh, ask, "Where's the trivia?" At? These are people who've who've started the podcast late, so they, they've listened to you know early episodes, and all of a sudden the trivia just kind of disappeared. So I decided it was season <laughs> like, eight. A bit, like, a bit like Al. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but we, we will not be bringing Al back, unfortunately. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just the trivia. Uh, you know, I'm going to ask a question in every episode, and then the following episode, I will give it the answer. Uh, you can go ahead and email me your answers. That would be great. You can email to uh, mash4077podcast at gmail.com, and uh, we'll see how many people can uh, get the correct answers. I'm going to start off a little easy with these, with these, uh, with these uh, questions. They'll get harder as we go here. So here's the first one. What role did Harry Morgan originally play on MASH? Sherman, I don't know about all you doctors. All that education, you just don't know how to get things done. Yeah, you're absolutely right, bud. Yeah, I guess that's why he's a general and we're just a bunch of silly surgeons. Okay, son. As soon as Colonel Potter cuts you loose here, you'll be down in Seoul on my personal staff. On On what? On your personal what? I'll be the envy of every general in the Far East Command. Did you just hear our souffle fall? No, that was my stomach, sobbing. Well, good luck, Conway. There'll always be a placemat out here for you. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the Internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. 
You can either go to our main website, and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, Direct Download, or, of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree it was a really good episode, one of our one of our favorites. Yeah. Cool. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world, so if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.